this just so I don't have to think about it anymore. I can't stop thinking about it. Then if I once I read this, then I won't have to think about it anymore. Let it out. Let it out. You guys won't effing believe this, says the text line. This is from San Francisco. People take, uh, this is uh, coarse language, ladies and gentlemen. We're grown-ups, aren't we? Except for those that are children. <laughs> we, <laughs> that's a solid reasoning there. Um, uh, well, these are coarse times, and we're just, we need to be uh, blunt with you. So you understand what's going on. I have no idea what he's going to say, but... Uh, people taking a dump on Muni light rail cars happens so often that when they pull into the station, the drivers will radio in, we've got a hot lunch, meaning <gasps> some jerk has defecated yes, in one yes, of the cars. Yes, we know what they mean. You explained it. Oh, oh, boy. I was telling my husband about this story, and he just laughed because it happens so uh, often with him, too, and then they, 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 they'll, they'll make that announcement, and then they clean the car, and they go on to their next stop. Oh, God. Gotta love humanity. Gotta and love we got public a, transit. We got a hot lunch. Bring the squeegee. <laughs> You know, that's, I had a feature at all prepared God, a while that back that I awful. never got to. The extraordinary, mind-boggling waste that is public transit, specifically light rail lines. They could not come up with a bigger waste of money than that. You want to haul people from here to there? Use buses. They are, I can't remember the numbers, but it's like a one-hundredth, a one-thousandth the expense of throwing up a light rail line with no advantages. You get a fleet of, of uh, uh, natural gas-powered buses. You're putting out almost no emissions. You're zipping people around. There's just, well, anyway, I don't know, but there's a fixation on light rail among a certain uh, you know group of people in America. In defiance of all, here's an idea. Let's spend billions of dollars on a transportation mode that only can take you from point A to point B to point C. And if you live away from A, B, or C, it doesn't do you effing any good, which is the vast majority of the population. So unless you're going to have light rails, you know, radiating and aiding out like spokes from the wheel in every neighborhood, it's just a waste. But anyway. Can I justify that text I just read as a newsworthy in some area, way? Or? I think it's revealing about the state go. of humanity. There you go. Speaking of, oh, speaking of uh, creatures that, <laughs> that defecate not in a bathroom... I need to uh, to to give you the full dog report on uh, weekend number one with our brand new dog. Mm. Yes, not a puppy. What you hear will shock you, which is with a key to the whole thing. I think it's an adult dog. Yeah, yes, which I wish people do more often. Yeah, I uh, I partly did it out of laziness and not doing not wanting to deal with a puppy. So don't make a saint out of me, but. I don't know. Well, I'm not. I'm just. I just think it, logically. I just think it makes more sense. Now, I don't know why. You know, like a dog has you know earned its <laughs> earned its right to have an owner if it's been around for a few years and out of the puppy stage. I don't know. I don't know what my theory is on this. But anyway, well, you got you got uh, you got a number of dogs and not enough owners. The ones that don't have owners are going to be put down. That's just the math. Right. Of it. They'll kill them. Meanwhile, people are cranking out puppies like lunatics. Yeah. Um, anyway, so more on that to come. Uh, we talked to early, well, what do you want to, what are you in the mood for? Here's a little uh, praise and a little, little carrot and a little stick for old Jack. What do you want first, the carrot or the stick? I'd like carrot first. Okay. Put myself in the proper mood to take a beating. Guys, didn't Jack say we have to be careful with what Brian Ross reported? 
It was Jack Friday said, be careful with Brian Ross about Flynn. Remember that he's the same guy who who rushed to say it was a Tea Party member who shot up that theater in Aurora, Colorado. This was big news Friday morning. Brian Ross of ABC News reporting. Michael Flynn is prepared to testify that Trump himself directed Flynn to meet with the Russians during the election. Right. Before the election. Before the the election. Yeah. Which is not what happened, and Brian Ross has been suspended from ABC News. He should never work again. Yeah. He amazing. should never work again. So his first sin was looking up the name of a of a a mass shooter, finding a similar similar name of a person who was a Tea Party member, and going on the air with Tea Party member Bloody Blah is right. a is, is a mass shooter. Yeah. Which is just God, here's a guy whose ideology is clearly so out of control. From his news reporting that he just can't help himself. That guy should not be working for ABC National News. Well, and without repeating the name of a coward, a stupid, angry coward, one of these mass shooters, actually the guy in Colorado was completely psychotic. Um, It's it's a name. There are probably 10,000 people in America with that name. It's an incredibly common first name and last name. So for Brian Ross to do that is just, that is ideology gone wild. So Jack Prescient. In his warning to us on Friday. I noticed George Stephanopoulos didn't mention that yesterday on ABC This Week. I thought they should have. They that, didn't? That's wow. what That's what drove a lot of the coverage all day long. Fake Friday. news! Fake news! A lot of the hair on fire, oh my God, this is huge all day long, was because of Brian Ross's report. Right. And then it turned out mm. later in the day it wasn't true. Mm. How'd you enjoy that carrot, Jack? Crunchy? Sweet? It was pretty delicious. Juicy? Yeah. All right. Bend over. <laughs> Here comes the stick. Mike writes, normally I can tolerate the partially informed idiocy that falls out of Jack's mouth because heredity didn't bless him with much intelligence. (laughs) However, I'm surprised Joe has joined him in perpetuating some of the most ignorant, factually devoid garbage I've ever heard on your program. He's disputing some of the aspects of the chain immigration discussion Mm. from Friday. He said it's, it's not nearly as loose as you described it. But again, heredity did not bless you. I can I can bring up the numbers from the report. Maybe yeah. he's disputing the government report that came out last week. I would say I didn't see it anywhere but Fox, but nobody but Fox would care. Right, exactly. And, you know, my dispo- uh, dispute rather with Mike's facts is that um, because he engages in some very heavy race-baiting sarcasm, which underma- undermines his point completely, because he indulges in that Brian Ross-style rationale that anybody who is even slightly more conservative than him must be motivated by hate. That is the only conceivable reason to have a conservative view of, for instance, immigration policy. Um, but communities, uh, immigrant communities, are experts at exploiting these laws and figuring out how to get around them and or exploiting them to the full extent uh, that's legally possible. But thank you for your trenchant criticism, sir. It has been read and acknowledged, which is uh, one of the things that makes us so special here must at the say, Armstrong and Getty Show. I say I enjoyed the carrot much better than I enjoyed the stick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of goes to the heart of the carrot stick game. We are raising money this week. For Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, if you don't know what that is, go to armstrongandgettyradio.com. we got a link to the info. That's also where you donate if you know more about it. We're going to be talking about it all week long. It is a flipping great cause. Oh, my God. It could not be better. And this is the time of year where we're all spending way too much money on ourselves and our families. And maybe this will take away a little of the guilt by doing something good. 
Yeah. As I like to point out, skip pizza night and give that $35 to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. Just go to armstrongandgettyradio.com. One of the things we're hoping to do is fly uh, guys and gals who've been hurt home to be with the family for the holidays. Some of the stories we've heard are just, uh, I mean, they're they're incredibly moving. They're tear-jerking stuff. And they're also inspiring. You got somebody who is hurt overseas or in a training accident or whatever, or has just terrible uh, post-traumatic stress, and 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 they start to lose who they are. They start to forget, you know, who they are, their identity, their sense of humor, just everything that made them them, them them. And then you fly home. There you are with mom and dad and your aunts and uncles and your little brother and your little sister and your little brother starts in on you, giving you crap like he's done ever since he was old enough to talk. And and these guys, all of a sudden, they remember, oh, that's right. These are my people. This is who I am. I can do this. I can handle it. And it's just, oh, my God. It's just so great what they do. Everybody's a volunteer. Your pennies will be pinched till they squeal at Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. Just go to armstrongandgettyradio.com. You'll see the big banner there. You can't miss it. Click on it and give as much as you can. I'll hit you with some of those chain migration stats real fast when we come back. Just to... Uh... And then you can dispute them if you want, but it's a pretty amazing. Also, I have to report on Baxter, the dogging. Mm. And a listener's gone to great pains to come up with a scale of sexual harassment. I like that. So we're not talking about patting a butt in the same sentence as forcible rape. Yeah, which is really weird. Right. That we've done that. Or <laughs> even, how'd you like me to pat your butt in the same sentence with, with rape, etc. Yeah. Yeah. So all on the way, go to armstrongandgettyradio.com to donate. The Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Musician Pink is raising her kids gender neutral, so that's good. Great. Got that story for you, among other things, coming up. And before you know it, little boy's going to want a fire truck, little girl's going to want a doll, and she's going to say, where did I go wrong? You didn't go wrong anywhere, darling. (laughs) Where did I go wrong? And it's okay. I think you should put that thought into your kids' heads as early as possible. You know, you think you're a boy, but you might not be, so I want you to think about that a lot. Okay. Wow. All right. Wow. All right. So welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show. We will squeeze in Baxter the dogging in a couple of minutes. Um, also, a uh, uh, some of you folks have weighed in on how much people are willing to steal, which is uh, astonishing. Uh, but right now, we'd like to continue on with a, a couple of minutes talking about uh, Warrior Foundation Freedom Station with Povis McNitus, a former Marine who has uh, been part of uh, Freedom Station uh, in ways that I actually don't know. I'm looking forward to hearing the story. But, Povis, welcome. How are you, sir? Doing well. How are you this morning? Terrific. Hey, we appreciate you taking a couple minutes for us. Why don't you tell us um, how you became aware of Warrior Foundation Freedom Station? What was your experience? Oh, man. Well, um, I, my, my first experience with the Warrior Foundation was when I was at the uh, Balboa Hospital here in San Diego uh, recovering uh, for my injuries in Afghanistan, and uh, they they brought us down one morning into formation, and there's these these two ladies standing in front of our formation. We're kind of wondering, you know, a bunch of us guys, you know, 
why did they get us out of bed this morning to, to come down and have these two ladies talk to us? What, you know, what, what's the big story here? And, and, you know, they give us these postcards and, and, you know, okay, we're, we got out of bed to come down here to get these postcards from these ladies. What's, what's going on? And, um, then they say, well, read the postcards. And, uh, we read the postcards. The postcard says something along the lines of, you know, you're going to wake up in your bed, uh, this Christmas, uh, with your own family and uh, and we're going to fly you home. It, it takes like five seconds to register that. You're like, wait, what? Okay. And then we start realizing, okay, wait, okay, these people are going to somehow make this happen. And and on the back of the card, it tells you where to go. And, and then they line you up basically to get home for Christmas. And that was my, my first experience with the Warrior Foundation. And um, that was, I mean, obviously the best first experience you could ever have. And What uh, did it mean to you and the guys? Well, it's, you know, when you're going through all of your all of your therapies, surgeries, whatnot, recovering from your injuries, it's it's very. I mean, it's sort of a, a drag. You know, you're you're stuck there daily, going seeing your doctors, going to appointments, and it's just kind of, uh, I guess, to put it in an, in an easier term, like hard on your soul, hard on your heart. You're just kind of like you're you're stuck there in this drag every day, and um, and so in order to get home, you know, this boosts spirit naturally helps with recovery and and you know you're 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 away from the doctors you're uh, you're not stuck in that that daily drag of thinking about going to your next therapy trying to wiggle your fingers you know whatever they're having you do that day and um so you know it gets your mind off of that gets you gets you into a you know a positive uh, positive vibe and and you get to come back to the hospital ready to go strong on your on your surgeries and therapies continually from there on Just to jump in here, a lot of what we're doing this week is raising money so we can send a whole bunch of people home for the holidays. You go to armstrongandgettyradio.com if you want to donate. Uh, Where's home, Povis? Home is is back in uh, Chicago for me. So it's uh, a little bit bit different out here on the West Coast, uh, being away from that right now. But I think I'll be able to get back there uh, this Christmas this year as well. So. Uh, Povis McKnightis is a former Marine who uh, was uh, helped out by Freedom Station and a couple other different ways. Have you known guys who've lived there? Um, yeah, I actually. So I I moved into Freedom Station when I was getting out of uh, when I was getting out of the Marine Corps um, on my medical retirement. It was suggested that I move in there, and um, you know, after kind of hearing a little bit of my first experience that I had with the Warrior Foundation, I was like, okay, you know, it's just, they obviously know what they're doing here. And uh, and I, I moved into Freedom Station on my way out of the Marine Corps to help with my my transition from from military life, being the you know the everyday service member to an everyday civilian. And which is a, it's a different it's a different aspect of things. You know, you, you're you're very yes sir, yes ma'am, which which a lot of people love. Um, but it's very you know you're you're coming from a very high stress environment to to a different environment, and especially when you're with guys that are amputees and whatnot, they're, they're getting out of the military and they're, they're missing a hand, they're missing a foot, whatever they might be missing. And your daily activities are very different. Um, you know, even opening a can of soup, showering, anything like that is completely different. And being at a, at a place like, like Freedom Station, you, uh, they, they help you with those transitions. They make it much easier so that way you can kind of go through and, and take your time and, and, go through your daily activities, and it makes the, the whole process of transitioning a lot less stressful, so that way you can be a lot more functioning in, in your day-to-day life and, you know, task out, you know, going to school um, and working on your recovery as well. So, How old were, I, um, how old were you Were you when you showed up there? And, and since we're on the radio and we can't see, what was your injury? So I, um, 
Let's see. When I man, you know, you're making me you're making me think think back here in the in future here in the past year. Um, I was I want to say I was 21 or 22 roughly when I moved into Freedom Station, and um, I was actually my injuries. Was, it was an IED blast, and for people that don't understand what an IED is, it, it's basically military lingo for improvised explosive device. Anything that that people are are making in their basements, in their backyards, wherever they may be making them, um, you know. Stuff that's used fertilizer, old old ordnance, um, stuff like that. So it was a bomb that was in a house that I was, me and my teammates were were entering in Afghanistan, and unfortunately, um, completely messed up some of my friends and and other people were, died trying to save me and my team. My injuries were shrapnel to you know my right side of my body, um, missing parts of my face. And uh, so I was recovering from all that. And, uh, you know, luckily I was sent to Balboa Hospital and, and saw a bunch of wonderful doctors and, and they got me fixed up. And I'm way more recovered than I than I would have thought I ever would have been. So Povis McKnightis, former Marine uh, resident of Freedom Station, has been uh, enjoying, if that's the right word, the uh, the absolutely fantastic efforts of Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. Um, hey, we really appreciate you being with us today. We're hoping to raise three hundred thousand dollars this week, and and I think I believe we, in the people. I think they can do it. You know, and and in the oh, past, we will. We you, will. Know, you know, we we're, yeah. we're not Marines. We fear failure, so often we'll set the goal and then just crush it because the people listening to the show are, are such good people. Uh, but thanks a million for being with us. We really appreciate it. Of course. No, thank you very much for, for your time and, and giving us this chance on the radio. Well, yeah. Hey, it's our pleasure, and, and thanks for the liberty that you guys uh, ensure uh, continues. Thanks, Povis. Good to talk to you, man. Thank In you. fact, don't go away. Put him on hold, would you, Mike, if you would? We've got more of Povis's story at the website, armstrongandgettyradio.com, and about, and how to donate. So you got to picture this. The injuries he just described, uh, you go through the all the stuff you, you, you do in terms of just the physical health, you're 21, 22 years old, and now you're supposed to go out and get a job and start your life. I mean, that's just that's such a ridiculous thing to expect anybody to do. Right. You got to make your rent. You got to find a gig. You got to hold on to that gig. You got to make sure you're not late for work as you get your prosthetic on or deal with your post traumatic stress or whatever. Man, that's a hard, hard thing. And that's what Freedom Station is there to, to help the guys with. And man, they are performing miracles. We've seen it. We're going to raise a lot of money this week. We also just want you to become aware of the fact that it exists um, for, for any future money that, that can be raised. Because we, we need this transition period going back to the Revolutionary War. There's just never been, there's just never been a, w- a way to handle r- people, and it's usually really young people, transitioning from war to real life. Right. Which is just an unrealistic thing to expect. Going from college to real life after comfortable uh, suburban uh, upbringing is difficult. Doing it, what these guys have to do? Oh, man. It's really, really hard. Yeah. Uh, Armstrongandgettyradio.com if you want to donate. You're going to be hearing about it all week long. Our goal is $300,000. Marshall, what's coming up in your news? Well, will President Trump be brought up on conflict of interest charges? Many twists and turns in this story. And the Winklevoss twins are back in the news. Coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. Who the hell are the Winklevoss twins? They're the people who supposedly in- invented Facebook, except they didn't. Like, that's the guy oh. that Zuckerberg stole the stuff from. Oh, gotcha. Right. Gotcha. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, Facebook, I invented that. Yeah, Yeah, that was me.
I love the line. Well, my I think if they invented Facebook, they would have invented Facebook. She's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. So we got all that on the way. Hope you can stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. But I feel better already that we're talking about something positive, doing something good for the world. There's so much crap around us. So many lying liars in the news all day long. Or no, they're showing I know you, it. Or they're showing. They're either lying to you or showing you their wang. Right. Right. So much ugliness. I guess it sells or lying in the news. about their wang. Oh, <laughs> tell the truth about your wang, people. Uh, but yeah, exactly. We're we're coming together to help out. Some wonderful young men and women at their hour of need supporting Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. Remember, it's not the other one. It's Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. That is the name of the organization. You don't even have to remember it, though. Just go to armstrongandgettyradio.com. Click on the big giant banner. You can't miss it. And give generously. I want to hear these stories with Marsha Phillips. Turns out there was no weekend break for President Donald Trump. Sunday morning, Trump tweeted he never asked former FBI Director James Comey to stop investigating Michael Flynn, the president's former national security advisor. That is a statement at odds with an account that Comey himself gave to Congress this last summer. What he wanted me to do was drop any investigation connected to Flynn's account of his conversations with the Russians. I still say if Trump ends up in trouble, it's going to be over this sort of crap. Mm -hmm. uh, Tweeting or or making statements about things that he'd be be fine if he just kept his mouth shut. What about the Billy Bush tape is fake thing on Friday? That sort of stuff. And Billy Bush came out and said... I've got like eight witnesses that it was him. Yeah. I mean, what are you doing? He, you know, he's trying to... He's like, I don't think he probably consorted with the Russians intentionally, but he is absolutely playing into their playbook of everything's a lie. Nothing is the truth, so you can believe nothing. Be cynical. Because that's exactly what Putin and his boys are trying to sow here in our... Our fabulous country. I don't get what's going on. Trump tried to clear up questions about an earlier weekend tweet he sent out where he said, I had to fire General Flynn because he lied to the vice president and the FBI. So some Democratic lawmakers jumped on that and said, if Trump knew Flynn lied to the FBI and then pressured Comey not to investigate him, that amounts to a charge of obstruction of justice. Senator Dianne Feinstein among them. The Judiciary Committee has an investigation going as well, and it involves obstruction of justice. And I think what we're beginning to see is the putting together of a case of obstruction of justice. Now, Harvard- All right, I think what we're seeing is the beginning of putting together a case. Oh, that's not the way you do your job, lady. I thought Trump was bad. Keep your mouth shut. Investigate it, then give us a conclusion. Harvard Law Professor, lifelong Democrat Alan Dershowitz, reaction to the senator's statement on Fox. Senator Feinstein simply doesn't know what she's talking about. Dershowitz. Yeah, Dershowitz is not a right winger. Not by any means. 
Dershowitz was asked if he thinks Trump's action amounts to a conflict of interest. No, I don't. And I think if Congress ever to, were to charge him with obstruction of justice for exercising his constitutional authority under Article 2, we'd have a constitutional crisis. You cannot charge a president with obstruction of justice for exercising his constitutional power to fire Comey and his constitutional authority to tell the Justice Department who to investigate, who not to investigate. That's what Thomas Jefferson did. That's what Lincoln did. That's what Roosevelt did. And I guarantee you Dershowitz thinks Trump's an idiot and wishes he wasn't president. Jefferson, Lincoln, Roosevelt, all slave owners. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. All right, right now the U.S. and South Korea are involved in a massive joint Air Force military training drill, a five-day exercise coming a week after the North Koreans' test launch of its most powerful missile ever. President Trump's national security advisor saying the probability of war with North Korea is increasing. He was speaking at the Reagan Presidential Library over the weekend. H.R. McMaster said with every North Korean missile or bomb test, the threat of war rises. The era of strategic patience is over, and we will not repeat failed efforts of the past. Now, Sunday... I noticed the arms on McMaster as I was watching him speak. Dude has got like, like he's got legs coming out of his shoulders in his pant in his suit jacket. Dude, he so, needs to take like three other jackets to make one jacket for him. Yeah, I, I can't imagine. Yeah. I, you, there's no way you buy that off the rack. Is it possible we can just send him around to beat down world leaders? <laughs> I mean, do what you do best. Sunday, Senator Lindsey Graham was saying he thinks U.S. military families in South Korea should leave the country because a conflict with North Korea is getting close. It's crazy to send uh, spouses and children to South Korea given the provocation of North Korea. So I want them to stop sending dependents. And I think it's now time to start moving American dependents out of South Korea. Wow. That is a hell of a statement. Lindsey Graham was talking seriously yep. tough on North Korea. He said if they if they set off another test under that mountain, we're going to have to have a very strong reaction. Um, and, I think that mountain's going to have a very strong reaction, isn't it? And they say it's falling apart. Yep. And he thinks we're getting really close to a uh, conflict. So, I, God, I don't know. I'll tell you what, that will supersede, I almost used the word Trump, but I'm not going to. Thank you. That will supersede all these other issues. A war with North Korea. And we'll sure as hell need Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, which we already do. Last note, the Winklevoss twins are Bitcoin billionaires. The investors, what? The investors made famous for suing Mark Zuckerberg claiming he stole the idea for Facebook from them, have made bank on the digital cryptocurrency. They owned about $11 million worth of Bitcoin four years ago. Its value has grown by more, by more than 1,000% just this year. If they don't sell, they're crazy. Because it's going to collapse sell, sell, any day. So now, if you have to pee, sell first, <laughs> then go to the bathroom. <laughs> anyway, that skyrocketed their investment to more than a billion dollars. And if you are worried, Winklevoss twins, there is a new app that will tell you if your investments in Bitcoin are getting ready to crash. The cryptocurrency again. Because it knows. (laughs) And they'll tell you right after the creators of that app have sold off all their stuff. (laughs) Some people are warning it's a Bitcoin bubble waiting to burst. To that end, the aptly named. Summer warning? Come on. (laughs) 
To that end, the aptly named Bitcoin Bubble Burst app monitors the market and will try to give adequate warnings if something drastic is about to happen. Wow. Wow, I'd love to have an app that tells me when to buy and sell various investments. That's very oh, handy. absolute certainty. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All you need is the right algorithm. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. Before we take a break, Michael, I would like to do a quick Warrior Foundation Freedom Station total update. Where are we at? With 80 total donors, we have $13,780. Wow. Donations as I were off and running. Yeah. $13,000. Yeah. We just started. You never, most of you never even heard of this place before we started this morning. Oh, man. Some as low as $10, some as high as 1000 Seeing a whole lot of like $25, $50, $30, just whatever you guys can. Literally anywhere you're listening in America, there's a kid from your hometown who's getting treated at Balboa Medical Station and may indeed enjoy the incredible health of Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. So wherever you are, give as much as you can. Armstrongandgettyradio.com. Did Joe's new dog bite him? Stay tuned. (laughs) Only me? (laughs) Wow. Wow. What gets blood out of carpets? (laughs) Oh, good Lord. And, uh, okay, the chain migration thing. I feel like the gauntlet has been thrown down. What is chain migration and how bad has it been the last decade? Stay tuned for that. According to the government's own report on the Armstrong and Getty Show. President Trump also hinted in a tweet this week that MSNBC anchor Joe Scarborough should be investigated for an unsolved murder. Can we just take a second to appreciate that that story barely even registered as news? I mean, at any other time in history, the headline, President Openly Accuses Man of Murder, would probably make the front page. Now it's just part of the wacky news corner, right next to... Local squirrel learns karate. <laughs> North Korea can now nuke all of U.S. It is, that is so, so true. crazy. It's so crazy. <sighs> <laughs> so the guy from TV's president. How's that going? That is so well, it's amazing. Wacky. Where it all ends, nobody knows. One quick text. Hey, guys, 25-year-old Air Force vet here who just got married Saturday. Still on Congrats. vacation. Still on vacation, but my wife and I uh, are listening to your show on vacation and donated. Hope our donation helps. Oh, of course it will, my friend. Well done. Fantastic. And that is to uh, uh, Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. Uh, Armstrongandgettyradio.com is where you go to the link to donate. It's pretty easy. Yeah, and if you want to read more about it, you can read more about it and everything. Oh, my God. It's just it's a miraculously great organization. So, uh, listen, Judy and I, uh, partly th- through uh, due to the intense lobbying of the the dog world's greatest ambassador, my daughter Delaney, who has been just badgering me for like a year and a half now. Dad, you love dogs. You're so happy when you're around dogs. I know you miss Onyx. You should get a dog. Dad, you'll be so happy if you have a dog. So... Finally, she kind of wore us down, and I said, you know, she's right. And Judy and I decided to adopt a dog. 
And, you know, partly because my puppy raising days are behind me and partly because for a long time I've decided I'm going to like do a, a rescue thing. I'm going to adopt an adult dog that, um, you know, I'm, why would I, I hesitate to say this, is headed for the needle if it isn't adopted. Um, so I thought we're going to find an adult dog and we, you know, we registered with some of the rescues and, and looked at shelters and stuff like that and ended up, um, getting in contact with a lady who was, uh, fostering actually for quite some time, um, a, uh, half black lab, half border collie named Baxter, who a number of people have informed me was the name of Will Ferrell's dog in Anchorman. Mm. I saw the movie. I enjoyed it. I had not remembered his dog's name. I assume it's named after Ted Baxter from the Mary Tyler Moore show. Or that's possibly. it doesn't matter. It ate a nah, wheel of cheese. Care. I actually don't. <laughs> it ate a wheel of oh, cheese. Oh, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> so, uh, so we met with the very nice lady, and I didn't want to talk to this before the deal went down. I didn't want to talk about it because I didn't want to say something that might weird her out or something like that, and then she'd pull out because because I think Baxter is just he's what he's super smart. He likes, he needs a lot of exercise, a little play, et cetera. He's super exercise buddy. So I thought this is the perfect dog for us. And, 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 you know, what great breeds. So anyway, we met with her and, and he was a good, good boy. He was a good boy. He was a good boy. He's a good boy. <laughs> um, but there was one thing. He was really nervous, which is not surprising. New place, new people, you know, playing a lot and stuff like that. And he was chewing on a tennis ball. Well, several tennis balls as he would destroy them. Um, And, uh, you know, back in my rock and roll days, I was among some people who may not have been model citizens. You chewed on tennis balls? And (laughs) just to relieve the tension, just to help me sleep. No, and God, he reminded me of like some drummer's girlfriend who's been tweaking all night. And like is really like nervous and twitchy and weird. And I thought, wow, he's a great dog. He's a fun dog. He's a uh, trained. He's obedient. I mean, mostly. But you were um, concerned he was a tweaker. I thought he may be a tweaker. <laughs> he's a tweaker. No, I just thought, God, this dog is more nervous than any animal I've ever seen in my life. So we were a little uh, nervous about it, but we picked him up right after the show Friday. And uh, and and all the the dog beds and 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 the kennel and everything and his toys and his food and everything. She loaded us up with all his stuff. You know, wished us well and a great lady. She had she had looked at like four different houses for him to live with. She said, "No, nope, you're not right. He's not right for you. I'm not going to do it." And so we felt like you know we were the chosen ones. So mm-hmm. we were very good. But so she gave us all the stuff and we we brought him home. Long story short, uh, oh, my God, what a great dog. He's a fabulous dog. He is an energetic son of a gun, as you might expect. Five-year-old uh, Border Collie slash uh, Black Lab. But, oh, he's done well. Had his first bath yesterday. Went well. He was a good boy. First walk. Oh, my God, he's a dream on the leash. He's fabulous. Perfect. He he has a bit of a... Uh, he, he, he doesn't want to be friends with other dogs right off the bat. And and we'd heard that, so we got some training to do. We're going to seek out a trainer, and because uh, I want to be able to work with him off leash, which is lots of fun. But if uh, you know a dog looks at him and says, "I'll kick your ass," and he says, "Bring it, bitches," that's that's not good in suburbia. Because I mean, he's got great watchdog instincts, but you know, I'm not running a junkyard. You know, I don't need you know snarling Dobermans. You know, trying to climb the fence. 
So a Labrador is for hunting, a Border Collie is for herding cattle, so will it hunt cattle? Yeah, it herds them together, then kills them all. <laughs> no. It points you what direction to shoot cattle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or sheep. No, but I am going to teach him because those working breeds, they need exercise. They need to have their mind occupied. They need a job. So I'm going to teach him to check the yard, check the yard. And then we're going to go. We're going to look all around the fence, every inch of it. And then I'll say, check the yard. And we'll go around the fence again and check it out. So when I go to work in the morning, I hadn't had time to work on this over the weekend. But when Judy goes to work in the morning, she lives after me. She'll tell him, all right, dude, check the yard. You have no idea what's out there. <laughs> we got squirrels. We got turkeys. We got like, I don't know, little stray golf balls. Oh, we got leaves that float on the wind. They may be a threat. Check the yard. So we're going to hope that works out. But oh, he's a good boy. I'm so happy to have a dog again. I was too comfortable. I was sitting there, you know, on my couch, sipping a bit of wine, reading, and my, my iPad would be down to 27%. I'd, I'd say, why is this iPad not charged? I was just getting too picky, and I could feel it in myself. That's interesting. And I thought, get somebody who needs your company, who's going to be a challenge, and needs exercise. Do something for somebody else. You can certainly donate to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. Plus, I'm going to be taking care of my dog. I'm happier now. I have more of a pain in the ass, and I'm happier. Now that you can pick up crap in a plastic bag? Well, and sometimes I'll wander out in the yard and relieve myself. And now, you know, Judy doesn't know if it's mine or the dog's. Hey, we got this text. Huskies are smart, too. Thank you for that. Thank you. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.